Welcome to the In the Church TV and radio broadcast where we are shining the light of God's Word in the church to discuss and resolve real everyday issues that are taking place around the world throughout the nation exposing the good, the bad, and the ugly as we engage in powerful conversations with our expertise, opinions, and revealing everything through the truth of God's Word on every topic imaginable. And so we thank you for joining us in the church on tonight. I am your host, Apostle Deron Shay Zorn, and I'm excited to be with you on tonight in the church. tonight in the church amen and we in the church tv and radio broadcast so we thank you guys for um coming out and being with us on tonight amen for all that god is going to do in the church on our behalf we thank god for what he has planned and what it is that he has stored um for us in this very hour um dynamic people of God hallelujah thank you Jesus um, glory to God but before we get um, started on tonight uh, we're, we're gonna have we're gonna go into some song of worship and then we're going to definitely 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 um, come amen and hear what it is that God is releasing right here right now amen on our behalf amen in the name of jesus glory to god Thank you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Glory be unto God in this place. My God, uh, we just bless the name of, of Jesus. We bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Because he is truly worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Somebody ought to magnify the Lord with me. Um, praising his holy and worthy name. Glory to God. Because he's been so good unto us. Let us, let us, amen. Dynamic people of God, let us go to um, the throne of grace. Amen. And then we are going to, hallelujah, um, get into our show on tonight. God, God has something, amen, um, that you need to hear. Amen, God. Amen, hallelujah. Um, go, go ahead and just share this broadcast on your social media platform because God is getting ready to move mightily tonight. Amen. Um, in our very lives. Let us go to the throne of grace. Oh, gracious King, we thank you in this place. Oh, Father, for being who you are, the great I am. Hallelujah. One who's, nothing is absolutely impossible. The one who orchestrated our day and give us our daily bread, our portion, so that we may be strengthened, oh God, to do the very work in which you call forth in our lives. You that um, take nothing and make something. Oh, Father, the creator of the world. Hallelujah. The earth, who the earth belongs to and the fullness thereof. And Father, as we enter into this broadcast on tonight, we want to place it in your holy hands so that you may have your way in our lives. We thank you for words of activation and penetration that transform atmospheres, that touch the hearts and the minds of man and break strongholds, oh God, bring forth deliverance and, and Lord God, that your people may be set free. Oh Lord God, as we decrease in this place so that you may increase, we thank you for taking control of us, oh God, that our thoughts will become yours and that, oh God, the words that are released out of our lips, that they come directly, oh God, from you. We thank you in this place that you have brought forth a divine setup in the life of your people so that they can be made whole again no longer being ashamed no longer oh god hiding oh god i am oh god for in their hurt their pain behind the baggage of of of, of disappointment oh god and oh how we bless your name um in this place oh gracious king you are mighty and holy and there is no one like you. Hallelujah. In the majestic name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for what you're releasing around this world on tonight. And for those, oh God, who would even have the opportunity to hear, oh God. From the fruit of our mouths on tonight. God, we glorify you and we magnify you. It is in the majestic name of Jesus that we have prayed. 
Amen. Amen and amen. To God be the absolute glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Um, God is ready to do something very, very special on our lives. And um, because he's about to do something very special for you and I. And I want you to go ahead and, and get those that you know so that they can, amen, taste and see on tonight that the Lord is good. So that they may hear a word of encouragement, a word of empowerment, a word of revelation. Uh, oh my God. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, a word of power. A word of activation. On tonight, go ahead and share it on your social media platforms, among your social um, influence or your level of influence. Go ahead and email it out. Amen. However you need to get it to somebody on tonight. Because, amen, um, God has appointed Amen. Something, something on tonight. Hallelujah. Uh, mightily for his people. Glory to God. And so I'm excited about it. Um, in tonight's broadcast, amen, um, we have a very powerful, anointed, amazing woman of God. Amen. That's going to grace us on tonight. Um, she is the founder of, she is powerful. Incorporated, which is an organization that provides solutions to today's women and girls through mentoring, personal and professional coaching. Annually, she hosts hundreds of females at her empowerment conferences and leadership symposiums. She has received recognition for her leadership by the state of Georgia House of Representatives and she has been awarded the prestigious Lifetime Achievement Award from U.S. President Barack, his son Obama, a highlight in her life. She is a long life member of St. Paul AME Church, Atlanta, and currently serves as associate pastor and Christian Education Director at Salem AME Church in Gray, Georgia, where her husband is the senior pastor. As an ordained inerrant elder, she has the gift of preaching, teaching, and administration. That God has provided unto her to bless the body of Christ. He's equipped her for such a time as this. She serves as the coordinator for Atlanta North Georgia Conference Women in Ministry Organization. She is a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporation, the National Council of Negro Women, SCLC Women, and a founding member of Top Ladies of Distinction New Rock Chapter. She's also an advocate for domestic violence awareness, incorporating the program because we have daughters for faith communities. At the end of the day, she is a woman who loves God and God's people. She considers 
it a privilege to be chosen by God and to lead and offer service in this season. Her favorite scripture is Psalms 20 and 7. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. You can find her online at www.sheispowerful.com or on Facebook at on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter as She Is Powerful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God at this time. I want to introduce to the In the Church TV and Radio Broadcast family. Amen. I'm none other than Reverend Hope Sutton from She is Powerful Incorporated. Amen. Welcome to the broadcast on tonight, Dynamic Woman of God. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you again for the invitation. I appreciate you. Amen. Blessing, 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 blessing. You guys, we're getting ready to um, dive into our show on tonight. Have you ever, ever, ever in life um, been disappointed? Ha- have you um, ever um, been in a place where things was just going fine and something just happened? And, hey man, and it, it, it caused your life to be shattered up. It calls you to come in a place of discouragement, and you know it, it calls you to stop right in your tracks because of the pain that accompanies your your disappointment, your your discouragement. And but on tonight, God has definitely put together a powerful show, people of God, to help you to help His people. Overcome the disappointments. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So that one can push past their pain and obtain, amen, uh, the manifestation of God's promise for their life. Amen. That you may, amen, that your pain may turn into purpose. That you overcome, amen, the very thing that the enemy did to harm you, but God meant it for your good so that lives can be saved. And so, amen, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. At this time, I'm going to, amen, turn this broadcast over to this dynamic woman of God, amen, so that she can just speak to you what God has just placed on her heart about overcoming disappointment, amen, I'm sorry, discouragement, amen, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. Um. The, the broadcast is over in your hands, dynamic woman of God. Amen. Thank you so very much. So tonight we are talking about overcoming discouragement, and not just overcoming discouragement, but particularly overcoming discouragement in the church. And so as she was, as she was reading my bio, I was thinking about, you know, the ways that I serve in the church and just truthfully um, being transparent, a lot of the times the, the hurt that occurred hurt, occurred in the church. And so I don't know how many of your listeners are active members in like a body, a church, 
a place where they gather together with other believers. But if that's not your case, you have been hurt in some form or fashion from a group of people, whether it's your family, coworkers, friends. Um, it happens to all of us. And one of the things that is so important for me during this time where we're talking about, you know, Holy Week and, and remembering Palm Sunday, preparing our hearts for Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday, I thought about Jesus, and I thought about how he, too, had to overcome discouragement as he was making disciples, how he was forming the church, and how he was bringing people together to help them understand who he was. And so a lot of times Jesus himself, I'll start with him, you know, discouragement because people did not understand who he was. And sometimes people don't understand who we are in the body of Christ. They don't understand who we are in the eyes of God. They don't understand who we are with our calling, our mandates, and our mantles. They don't understand who we are as becoming budding Christians and disciples for him. So a lot of times we get discouraged because we know what God said, amen? We know what God has spoken concerning us and to us. However, if it happened to Jesus, it will happen to us. And so one of the takeaways tonight that I hope that um, the listeners will gravitate toward is the fact that when you have discouragement, um, it's one of those places where, as a believer, uh, we can't situate ourselves in that space for too long because then the enemy comes in uh, like a thief, right, to steal, kill, and destroy, and what calls us to think that uh, we're in this thing by ourselves or we're the only ones who have experiences or perhaps people are singling us out. But I want to clarify that oftentimes discouragement comes because we are on the right track and people just don't realize who we are. Does that make sense tonight? And so when people don't realize who you are in terms of being a spiritual person here in the earth, a lot of times you get discouraged because you want them to see what you see. Oftentimes people can't see what you see. They can't even see who you're becoming because for whatever reason, God has what closed their eyes. So a lot of times the confrontation, and I'll use that word intentionally, that, that occurs sometimes um, in the church is because people either don't see it or they do see it. So let's talk a minute about the ones who do see it, right? Um, they will see it and then try to discourage you in your areas of giftedness. They will see it and, and then try to minimize your gifts, or they will see it and they will not really want to give you a compliment or an encouragement as you're going up for Christ. Amen? So one of the things, too, about discouragement is that it can happen on both sides of the same coin. It can happen because people don't see, and it can happen because they do see. And so discouragement, right, comes as, as a tool, as a device to get us to slow down the momentum that God has given to us. It comes to uh, cause us, again, to isolate, go into ourselves. It causes us to uh, believe the report of the enemy instead of what God says, and so discouragement is one of those tools, right, that, that, will, that, that the enemy uses, that Satan uses, his imps uses, right, to cause us not to believe the report of the Lord. And so tonight, you know, I really want us to think about how have we received discouragement and have we believed, amen, those who have discouraged us, right? And so a lot of times with discouragement, it can come from the high place in your church, right? I've I work with women a lot. I work with women of faith a lot. And sometimes the discouragement comes, right, from a ministry leader. Why? 
because sometimes they can't see and sometimes they do see. More times than not, when you think about David and Saul, it wasn't that Saul really um, had a, a, a problem with David because David was the one who was soothing him musically. It wasn't that he necessarily had a problem with David because David, amen, was his son's best friend. It wasn't necessarily that Saul, amen, looked at David as a threat, but the moment he realized, listen, David is going to inherit this kingship, it became a problem. Sometimes people in leadership, they see you and they know your potential. However, they discourage you because of their own fear. Now, I know that's something we may not want to talk about, but it's a real phenomenon for some people who are insecure in leadership. It's a real issue for those who understand that you are to build up sons and daughters of God so that they can go out, come on for the glory of God, and bring a good reputation on the training and the church house. But so many leaders, when they receive people, into the fold, and God begins to put his anointing on them, put his uh, favor on them, put his blessing upon them, sometimes they only want to relegate that person into a small role, a uh, demeaning role. They chase after them. They uh, confront them. They criticize them in public. They try to break them down. And a lot of times I've, I've seen it happen where the leader would say, well, this is their training, and this is to make them tough, and this is supposed to build their character. But if you are my leader and you see what God has in me, do you have to do me that strong, do you have to treat me, I mean, so strongly uh, in a negative way and publicly? And that's one of the things, you know, we talk about discouragement in the church, that a lot of people are wounded ministers because they have the gift, they have the anointing, they have the calling, but because a person in leadership saw it and crippled them, bent them, abused them, really, um, it, it warps Sometimes uh, the demonstration of the gift, it warps them, you know, in believing that they are who God says they are because they put so much trust in their leader. And so that's a real topic, you know, that, that bears perhaps additional conversation. But discouragement comes, right, again, to slow us down in the momentum of who God says we are. It comes as a falsehood oftentimes that we are not in tune with saying. Sometimes comes because we put so much more effort and so much more credibility into what other people say versus what God has already said. And that that is a, a, a real see in line sometimes because you want to honor leadership, you want to honor the house, you want to honor the gifts, and at the same time, you must honor what God has spoken about you. And so there, there are levels to uh, this this thing about discouragement and leadership, right? Because we don't teach to be disrespectful, but we do want you to be on your guard to know that discouragement can sometimes start at the top. The other thing about overcoming discouragement in the church particularly is that sometimes even in churches that are unhealthy, churches that have leaders who bleed, churches that don't have uh, therapeutic services, a lot of times people come to church and they are spiritually sick. So a lot of times what you might receive from other people is a direct result and correlation to the fact that they are not healed. They are not whole. They are not delivered. And so oftentimes you'll find that people will, uh, we say, just vomit, right? They will spiritually vomit on you. All the negativity that's in them is making them sick. They can scarcely contain it, 
So what happens is everything that comes out of their mouth is toxic. Everything that comes out of their mouth is like a spiritual cancer. Things that come out of their mouth, uh, it, it does not build anybody. It does not edify. And so a lot of times when you move down the leadership chain and you're dealing with the people, you find that sometimes even other ministers, even other uh, lay leaders, even other members, right, they have some stuff going on that have not been addressed. And so, therefore, without being checked in a loving way, guess what? They, they bring that toxicity to you, to me, right? And so when people are not healed, they are not delivered, they are not confronted in a loving way about their negative behaviors, that kind of thing just continues to spread in the body of Christ. And unfortunately, um, that happens more times than not. The other type of discouragement um, that I'm talking about overcoming in the church is, again, based upon the individual. A lot of times when we are coming to church, we each have our own burdens to bear. We're coming into the church um, because it's a place of healing and restoration. A lot of times when we, we find ourselves as individuals, some things we have to talk ourselves into and some things we have to talk ourselves out of. And what I mean by that tonight is simply this. You are responsible to put on the mind of Christ. You have to talk yourself into believing, despite all of the negativity, despite all the sabotage, despite all of the indifference that you might experience, you and I have a responsibility at the end of the day to put on the mind of Christ, to feed ourselves the word of God, the word of truth, so that when these oppositions come, when these moments of discouragement come, guess what? We combat it quickly with the word of God. And that really is the saving grace tonight, that you can overcome, come on, by the word of God. You have the responsibility. I have the responsibility. Every time someone says, who hope is not? I tell them who I am. Every time someone says what I cannot do, I say I can do all things through Christ Jesus. You have to train yourself, tell your mind what to do. And so many times, rather than confront the words, confront individuals, and I say confront, but I mean like address it head on, because a lot of times people operate um, from what they have heard and not what they know. Sometimes people don't know who we are, so we need to be able to inform them in a very nice and gingerly way who we really are, because hearsay in the body of Christ is a cancer. Basing your opinion of me off of, your, of an encounter someone else had about me that you heard about, that is cancerous. That can cause discouragement, because what it does is it, it, it sets up boundaries that don't need to be there. And the enemy is very cunning, and I can't say that enough. The enemy is very cunning. He will use any person. He will use anybody in the body of Christ sometimes to help you uh, believe his lie. And so a lot of times he will use things like gossip. He will use stuff like the untruth. He will use a particular incident from your past. He does not care. He does not want people on one accord. So if he can get us to behave in a low status, then guess what? He's winning. So tonight when I was thinking about what I would say about overcoming um, these discouragements, I thought about the word overcome. And so what is it to mean to overcome? Well, one of the things is, is to defeat. So you have to defeat discouragement. You have to suit up with the whole armor of God, and you have to be willing to go into this so-called spiritual arena with your fight gear on and declare that I am not going to permit myself to uh, 
own discouragement, especially when it's not my own. Amen. And so when you get into that ring, you, you, that spiritual ring, you're talking about putting on the whole arm of God so that you might be able to defeat the enemy, the adversary, the foe, the accuser of the brethren. So to overcome means to defeat, to beat, to best out, to conquer. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. It gives us the power and the ability to triumph, to vanquish, to um, overpower and to destroy. See, it takes courage to be able to say, I am not going to permit myself to get discouraged by my failures. I'm not going to get discouraged by the things that people know about my past. I'm not going to permit you to have more power over my life than I have over my life. Amen. Submitted to Jesus Christ. So a lot of times it's up to us to make the decision that I am going to defeat this, I'm going to destroy it, I'm going to beat it, I'm going to best it, I'm going to conquer it, I'm going to triumph all over its head, I'm going to vanquish this um, um, discouragement because if I do not be proactive in my life, what they say, then things will just happen to you. And so because we are thinking rational people saved by the blood of Jesus, we are coming into a greater relationship with him on a daily basis, we have the power to stand up in God's truth and say, no, discouragement, you have no place here. Because a thin line of discouragement can go into depression. And see, when the enemy can control your mind, then he knows that he has gotten you off your A-game. He knows that you're not going to be focused on the on the things that God has placed before you. He knows that you won't have time to do what God has told you to do because we're so caught up in the downward spiral of discouragement and depression, right, that we don't believe the report of the Lord. We don't believe that we are victorious. We don't believe we have the victory because we have taken either what we have said or what other people have said to us and toward us and about us, and we have elevated that over what God says. And so tonight, being a powerful person in the Word of God, you understand that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. That right there should give you a pause that, listen, I have the power to straighten up my own backbone. I have the power right now, amen, to put on a different mindset because when we are discouraged, we can scarcely do anything. When we are discouraged, we are depressed. We are suppressed. We are oppressed. When we get into a place of discouragement, guess what? We're not really useful for the body of Christ. Now, let me insert here that when you have circumstances and situations in your life, sometimes you need professional help. Sometimes you need a licensed professional counselor, Christian counselor, someone who can help you with systemic things if you're constantly finding yourself being discouraged. One of the things I still know for certain is that your mindset has to change. You have to begin to posture up every morning when God wakes you up and you are giving him glory and thanksgiving, get into a mirror and begin to affirm yourself with the word of God. And sometimes you don't even feel it yet. I've been in places where I have not even felt what I was saying, but guess what? The more I said it, the more internally my spirit was tuned up. My frequency rose. Things that I did not even believe really for myself, but because I said it, I spoke it in the atmosphere, then my whole environment began to change, and I could go out and face the day again. Overcoming discouragement is our right. You have a right to live a full and abundant life. Discouragement is nowhere near fullness and is surely not in the place of abundance. So you have the responsibility, I have the responsibility to overcome. 
I can overcome by the blood of the Lamb. I can overcome by the testimony. Because when you start looking back over the trajectory of your life, you will see there were ways that God still delivered you despite the discouragement. When I first started the ministry that God birthed in me, there were, of course, naysayers. Of course, there were people like, uh, I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you can do that. So-and-so tried to do that. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And, and I started, like, second-guessing myself. But the moment I could get quiet and I could be in the presence of God and I heard what he said, I knew what he called it, she is powerful, I had no other recourse but to get started. And one of the things that discouragement does, it delays our obedience to God. Tweet that. How discouragement sometimes will cause us to be delayed in obeying what God said. God is a breakthrough strategist. God knows how to break us out of the paths that is shackled us at our feet, our hands, and our minds. God knows how to break us free. But if we choose to listen to the negative, the naysayers, and those people really who aren't building much for Christ that's going to last, guess what? If we put their opinions above God, guess what? We will stay discouraged. Every little thing, every little opposition, come on, it will cause us to go into seclusion. It will cause us to go deep into ourselves, feeling numb, feeling as if it's not going to work. But what God says tonight is this. I am the breakthrough strategist. I can help you overcome your discouragement because I am light. See, when darkness is present, the word of God becomes your immediate light. So whatever you've been going through, put the word to work. As they say in, like, all these treatment programs, it works if you work it, meaning that if you work the word of God, it's going to bring you light. It's going to bring you clarity. It's going to reaffirm who you are through the eyes of God. And so if people come against you, as they definitely will, guess what? You have the light of Christ in you. You begin to hide that word in your heart. You begin to activate that word. And sometimes you're not even using your mouth. It's in your heart. So when people say, oh, man, I'm evil against you, when people hate you, or you need a scripture to say, listen, they hated Jesus too, so I'm in good company. Sometimes you just have to. Put it in your heart, put it in your mind, and let your spirit remind you who you are in Christ. So you are an overcomer. You can outclass this discouragement. One of the things about being, you know, outclassing, outclassing, sorry about that, outclassing um, discouragement is that when, like Michelle Obama said, when they go low, you go high. You have to outclass discouragement, amen, meaning that no matter who says it, parents, spouses, children, relatives, church people, work people. It matters not who the person is because it's a spirit that's trying to hinder you. So when they go low, guess what? You go high. You outclass the discouragement, meaning I don't have to say anything to you necessarily once you have heard from me and I've said who I am, you come back again, I don't have to say anything. Why? Because the word is working in me. Sometimes the best way that you overcome discouragement is to not even make announcements. Sometimes what you do is you just let the work that God is giving you to do speak for themselves. That's how you can overcome discouragement because if you are not listening to people, if you are hiding the word of God in your heart, if you are committed to doing what God called you to do, your work begins to speak for you.
all of heaven and earth will begin to applaud you. They will encourage you. Listen, sometimes you don't have a person. You have a spirit. What they say, a great cloud of witnesses. Sometimes you can't find it in the natural, but you have to elevate in the spirit if you really want to overcome discouragement. The church is a is a place, a bedrock for people who have all types of maladies, all types of sicknesses, and you are in that place as well. And so in as much as you may have had some discouragement, you know, ask God to help you overcome it. Ask God to forgive you if you've ever discouraged someone. Because a lot of times when you are changing, when you are going after everything God has for you, when you are making a conscious decision and a spiritual choice, amen, to follow what God has given to you, discouragement is going to be right there waiting for you because the devil knows the moment that you agree with God, you are already powerful. The moment you decide to hear God and to obey, you are powerful. The moment you decide to put your faith and work together, you are powerful. And sometimes there is no person. Remember, I started out talking about Jesus. You understand? He could have got very discouraged when his relatives did not really accept him for who he was. Jesus couldn't do much miracles, the scripture says, because they didn't believe who he was. Sometimes many of us are discouraged because we are trying to get people to see us the way God sees us. So we spend a lot of time trying to convince them. But I'm here to break you free tonight to say, listen, God said, according to the word, that Jesus couldn't do much with his own people. Some of you are trying so hard to convince your own people of who you are now, who God has redeemed you to be, who God has restored you to be. And God is saying, listen, even Jesus couldn't do much work because they did not believe. See, sometimes if you keep setting yourself up against these uh, uh, spiritual, um, what I want to call these spiritual um, uh, situations, right? Uh, if you don't learn how to disengage, you will stay in discouragement. If you don't learn how to disengage at the appropriate time, you will stay in discouragement. So Jesus understood, I'm on my father's agenda. I'm about my father's business. I cannot stay here and convince you that I'm more than a carpenter's son. I can't stay here to remind you that even I, the Lord, grew up. I can't I can't do anything about how you feel about me. I can't do anything about how you see me. All I can do is a little something here and I have to turn the corner. Overcoming discouragement again is about what having courage. And so tonight I want you to understand that Jesus he was just like us and he was natural and spirit. You are natural and spirit. Jesus had to endure discouragement when people didn't know who he, is, who he was. His own disciples, the ones who were right there beside them, beside him rather, they did not realize who Jesus was. And so a lot of times to overcome discouragement, you have to identify with who you are. Because I'm telling you from experience, people close to you, will not necessarily understand who you are and accept who you are. But when you are clear on your own identity, that's where you can overcome discouragement. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The woman of God said a whole lot. And, and we're going to, um, to just dive in. And um, after we come back off a break, amen, and, and, be, and process and digest, amen, um, what this powerful woman of God, what God has just released um, through her as it pertains to overcoming discouragement. I, I, I know that God is moving on tonight um, by his power, by his spirit, and 
and surely by his might amen through this release word of of, of power of instructions amen um for god's people because many 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 right now are sitting in the valley of discouragement and for such a time as this amen um god will have the woman of god to come by and and release strategies strategies on how to overcome discouragement you guys go ahead as we take this 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 break on tonight go ahead and connect those that you know on this powerful broadcast on tonight so that they can get in they can get in on the release of god so that they too can overcome amen their pain their hurt their shame amen um their disappointment um that they have um acquired amen in in this walk because life comes with it amen um in the majestic name of jesus we will be right back amen in the church in jesus name Me. I couldn't be my strength. 
around if you could just trust in the Lord amen with all of your heart and and lean not on your own understanding and and, and always acknowledge him so that he can direct your path he he'll direct your path right in the middle of it amen um glory to God thank you Jesus hallelujah in spite of situations and circumstances you know right in the middle of the storm he'll he'll just come and and, and calm the storm and, and give you peace amen the peace that surpasses all understanding right right in the middle of it when you feel like you have no strength to continue to move on when you just hold on into his unchanging hands amen glory to god he'll give you the strength that you need um to continue to to move forward to advance in, in the truth of his word right in the middle of it um when your back is up against the wall amen um glory to god thank you jesus you're just having a, an, an israel moment where amen you, you may have the red sea in front of you and the, the um the um, egyptians behind you amen and it's just nowhere to turn but right there right there right there amen glory to god uh, this awesome god this phenomenal god this loving father amen he he stepped right in in the middle of the situation and he'll just um make a way out of no way amen he would open up the the uh the red sea so so that you can cross over on uh, on dry ground amen glory to god he will come in and do the miraculous hallelujah thank you jesus um glory to god it, you know right in right in the middle of it amen right in the middle of it um glory to god thank you jesus hallelujah you know he he's he's right there in the middle of it he's right there with you um awaiting for you to turn to him 
Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because it doesn't matter who discouraged you. And it doesn't matter. Amen. Um, hallelujah. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And, and what comes up against you? Because if God can be for you, who who can be against you? If God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we know that absolutely nothing is impossible for our God. And so right there in the middle of it, I just believe that somebody would just turn unto him. The psalmist said, I called out to the Lord and, oh yes, he delivered me. He, he delivered me from all of my troubles. He, amen, he delivered me from all of my fears. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Right there, right there. Amen. Right there where you are. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. In right in that place of discouragement, you got a father. It's just waiting for you to turn and cast all your cares upon him because surely he cares over you in the majestic name of Jesus. Glory be unto God um, in this place. We just bless the name of the true living God. We do want to welcome you back to the In the Church TV and Radio broadcast. I am your host, Amen, Apostle Deranche Soren. We do have with us Amen. Um, none other than the amazing, dynamic woman of God, Hope Sutton. From she is powerful. The founder, the founder of she is powerful. And Amen. And and God just had her to release unto us some powerful nuggets, some powerful strategies on how to overcome. Amen. Overcome discouragement in the church. How to overcome. Amen um discouragement amen um because god in any area of our lives god's principle is his principle amen hallelujah thank you jesus glory to god and it is not constrained by no means whatsoever amen um by our by amen any particular area in our lives no Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, God is so much bigger. God is greater. Amen. Than that. So, amen. It it, it it'll work at your in, in in your job and in your house and amen. Glory to God. Um, um, within your family, just wherever. Amen. God grace your feet. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. She said so many different things and. Most importantly, you know, that own inner discouragement that you have dynamic people of God. Amen. Glory to God. Um, thank you, Jesus, that um, it'll allow you to overcome the things that you battle. There are things that you battle within. Amen. Um, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Um Powerful woman of God, I'm trying to figure out where we're going to start at because you release so many different things. And she started off, amen, um, dealing with, you know, hurt or, amen, or discouragement that we get, that we acquire in the church when we are, we get hurt from those, amen, um, those in, in the church. And she dealt with quite a few things that we we don't talk about, amen. Um, but 
that's what we do here in the church. Amen. Glory to God. We we talk about what many others don't. Um, we refuse to talk about inside of the assembly. Amen. The assembly of the brethren. Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, glory to God. So, um, she said one of the things that causes us to be discouraged, and I want to. Um, us to pause right here one minute God and talk about this um, for a moment people when people don't understand who you are when people don't understand who we are um, we we can get discouraged right and because we're trying to do everything that we can so that they would recognize who God has called for in us, or who God called us to be, and even as she was um, talking about that, I, I I was thinking about, you know, that prophet Isaiah. I, I was thinking about that prophet Isaiah. Uh, amen. Glory to God. And he said to say, "You look, you listen here, Islands. Amen. Um, glory to God. God called me by name from the womb of my mother, and she was she was talking about, Amen. Look." You got to, amen, know who you are. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And, and she was just talking about when you know who you are. When, when you come into a place where you really, really know who you are and you are confident, assured of who you are, that you will waste, that you will, I'm sorry, you won't spend a lot of wasted time trying to convince people um, try to convince people to find out or to acknowledge who you are amen glory to God thank you Jesus hallelujah um, you, you won't spend a lot of wasted time spinning your wheels spinning your wheels spinning your wheels because you know those who see they know who you are they just don't want to acknowledge who you are. Amen. And then you got those who are just blind. Because God ain't revealed it to them. Amen. And glory to God is not um, the time for them to see. And amen. Glory to God. Thank you. And some of those, some of that is, I believe, is very, very intentional as well. Amen. I'm also reminded about Zechariah when he came out of that temple over in the book of Luke. When he came out the temple and he was speaking. And even though he was speaking, nobody could hear him. And so I'm sure he was frustrated. I'm, I'm sure he was disappointed. I, I, I'm sure. Amen. Even though Gabriel told him, I'm going I'm to a, I'm a silence you. Amen. Um, glory to God. See, many of us are speaking. God ain't even allowing them to hear. Amen. Because God, hallelujah. Because God need, amen. God need for us to even come into a place, woman of God. So sometimes God don't allow people to see or hear, amen, um, what it is that he's called us to be. And what it is that he's called us to do. Amen. Um, glory to God. Because he need for you to, us to come into a place. That we believe ourselves. And it's something about being able to believe in who you are. And what God called you to be. 
when nobody else believed but you. When we can get to that place that even if my mama don't believe it, even if my dad and my spouse don't believe it, even if my leader don't believe who it is and what, even if my friends or my children or who, even if they don't believe, can I stand? Amen. Will I stand and continue to advance in what it is that God has called forth in my life? That's somewhat said. Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Is you know, uh, um, a song. Let the works I do speak for me. And 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 so many times we get caught up, stuck up, bound up. Amen. Um, trying to convince people with our words, with who we are, and we miss out on the opportunity. Um, doing the work that God has called forth in in our lives, and Amen. And we hinder our progress, Amen. We we delay. We become delayed. She talked about being delayed. We'll be de- we're delayed in purpose because we're spending time um, in in places of of trying to convince others and. And sometimes I have to ask, we have to ask ourselves this question, are we really trying to convince others or are we in a place where we're trying to convince ourselves? Because when we're convinced, amen, glory to God, thank you. When you're really convinced, when you're really, really convinced, you ain't concerned about um, who believe or not. Your concern becomes your assignment. Your concern, you are wrapped up in what it is that God has called for for you to do. Amen. Um, in the majestic name of Jesus. Um, glory to God. Amen. Um, this powerful woman of God um, on tonight, she said, you know, we get caught up, we caught up, we caught up. Um, when people don't understand, amen. Um, so we just need to understand the other thing um, that she said, and, and amen. And I'm gonna um, pose a question to the woman of God here in a, in a moment. She said that, amen. She began to talk about leaders, and she began to talk about how sometimes our leaders' discouragement comes from our leaders. And it could come from various um, places within them. Um, some leaders may not see. But then you'd have those who do see. Amen. And she gave a great example. Um, Saul and David. Amen. Those who do see the anointing that is upon your life. Amen. Um, and they bring forth the discouragement so i, I want to pause here for a second amen and, and many people become wounded in ministry people right now people right now are in places where they are suffocating the gift that god has given unto them amen um because they're in situations where god has 
called in amen um, to do some things but because man hasn't confirmed them or affirmed them um, or acknowledged them in what God has called them to do they're in amen I just call it a rebellious state I call it disobedient. It's just, it is what it is because you have got the assured word of God. Amen. And because um, man have denied you and it can be, I mean, in, in various, in various aspects um, as well of that place of denial, but we're not moving. So let's, let's, can we just deal with that for a second? Um, dynamic woman of God. What will be your word of wisdom? What will be your word of wisdom for those who are in places that you, you've heard the word of God, but um, because no one is acknowledging, um, whether it's your leader, whether it's your family members, you know, no matter who it is, where no one is acknowledging that. What would be your word of wisdom and of urgency that one move, one one move from that place and no longer hide and bury the talent that God has given unto them. Um, I think tonight the word of the Lord concerning your question is this, that at some point you have to reconcile your God identity with your world identity. And what I mean by that is the world will, if you permit them, to tell you who you are. They will share their expectation about who they believe you to be. And one of the the falsehoods is that sometimes we believe people who tell us who we are because we really think that they have our best interest at heart. And this is not to say that not all people do, but at the same time, what did God say? What, what has God spoken? What has God confirmed in you? And this thing about the gift and not suffocating your gift and how can you lead and how can you follow God even under leadership. One of the things I teach um, in my coaching program is this, learn how to leave well. And when is God's time and God will make the exit happen for you. And so if you are a person tonight and you're saying, but I have a gift, and I have gifts, and I know what God said, however, I'm in this kind of stuck place, then I say pray to God for the strategy on how you can utilize the gift to either bless that house or to begin to cultivate space for the ministry that God has birthed inside of you. It doesn't mean that I'm against my leader if I'm for God, and I think we have to acknowledge that. What, I, what, what we have said tonight is this, that sometimes the leaders can't see, sometimes the leaders do see. But at the end of my life, I'm accountable to me and what God said. And I think it takes courage to be able to have mature conversations. It takes courage to um, risk being told no. If you have a gift of administration, if you have a gift of singing or whatever it is, of preaching the gospel, teaching the word, and a leader says no, then what are you going to do? Then to me, I would pray and say, God, where's the open door? 
where am I supposed to uh, do this gift and this gift have residency if this is a closed door? A lot of times God is just waiting on us to ask him for the strategy that he can impart to us through the Holy Spirit. So wisdom tonight is the principal thing. So I, I never tell people to just stronghold and walk out of a place where you have been serving a leader. David showed us you don't have to do that. God will make the exit happen. God will begin to prosper you in areas. God will give you a, a social media tool like Facebook and Instagram for free where you could just go on and encourage people and come back off. You don't have to be disrespectful, but you do have to begin to lean into what God has called you to do. And there are so many tools and webinars and ways that you can utilize your gift and still not um, appear to be going against your leader. Do you, does that make sense, what I'm saying tonight? And so I think wisdom says that I have gifts of life to live, and I know that I have in certain areas. I shouldn't remain in it for in the spirit. I know God has called me something great. Amen. Lord of God, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, she said that God will open the door. And so my, my follow-up question to that um woman of God because you know um, the word tells us that um, God ways are, are higher than ours and so is his thoughts so much you know higher than ours and many a time you know God will open the, a door God will open a door but because it's not the way we the door that we expect it to open you said something you said look because um, you know Sometimes that what he's giving you may not just be right there, right? Right there where you expect for it to be. And, and I just, my testimony um, to that, you know, I, I was serving greatly in children's church ministry. And I was comfortable. I was, hey, amen, glory to God. I was serving God. I was doing my thing, right? Amen, um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. But. And we'll probably still, and we'll still be doing it, like, right here, right now, probably. Um, amen. Um, glory to God. I had not heard, but I praise God that I had a leader, a leader who had an ear to hear the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. As well. But when God called me, when God opened the door um, for me, and my door was, oh, bless your name, Jesus. We all don't even talk about, amen. I'm going to God, but when, when he opened the door, um, amen, that was some resistance there. When he opened the door um, for me, I was like, or when he gave me the word of instructions, let me say it that way. When he gave me the word of instructions, I was like, mm, you know, I, I'm comfortable with where I am. Amen. Um, glory to God. It was surely a, a, a sending me into a very unknown place unknown in environment and um and things of that nature amen and so when i finally came into a point of agreement with the lord um amen i came into that place of agreement and you know i i, I even began to like bargain with god um as well and so i was like okay i'll talk to pastor today um about it previously when i um spoke to god i said 
okay, I'm going to talk with pastor, you know, give me, I gave him specific days, I said, or specific time frame. I said, give me to this time and, and I'll be ready then. I'll, I'll be ready then. Give me, just give me this time frame. And then the, the morning I said, okay, I'm talking to a pastor today and he's speaking to me. I said, okay, well, I'm going to talk to pastor today about it. But then I was like, well, give me a year. The first the first time, I think it was like a three-month span. Then the, the next time, I'm talking to him today, but I need a year. Instead of the three months, I need a year. And so I I began to, uh, I asked, when, as soon as I got in the church that day, Pastor looked at me. He said, I'm having a meeting with all of our associate ministers right at the church. And so I was like, oh, okay, God, so you, you know, you're just going to set this thing up. And we get in the meeting. He started talking, and. The stuff that he began to say just began like really aligning. I'm, I'm there aligning with what God had been speaking to me. So I'm there, I'm listening to the pastor. And I'm like, okay, God, okay, here we go. And then so after the session, I went and I said, okay, pastor, this is what the Lord is saying. And he said, you're absolutely right. He said, you, and I just happened to have a leader again, just hear the voice of the Lord. And he said, you're absolutely right. He said, you'll never grow into your full potential here. And so as God has said, and what he was telling us was to leave the church. He wanted us to start going out and um, connecting with other ministries and things of that nature. He just, he was just playing it honest. He said, look, right here ain't it. It's not it. And um, so he was very uh, unselfish leader. And uh, so, you know, he very much conferred with the word of the Lord. And, um, and just let me go to be about my father's business. Amen. And even in the, um, conversation, let me back up. I, I told, told you guys, I said, I told God, give me three months the first time. And so when we was in the meeting before I talked to him, he was speaking, I told God, give me to August. That was, would have been the, the three months or months or so. And in the meeting, he said, Hey, we're going to hold children church because we're entering into the summertime and everything. And we're going to hold it up to August. And then after August, we're resuming. And, you know, so just different things. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I know ain't nobody been in my conversation for me and God, but, amen, glory to God, but the Holy Spirit giving him, amen, um, giving him what he needed in that conversation or what he needed um, to communicate with me um, as well before we even engaged into what it is that God has been speaking in my life. And so, I mean, I was saying that to say this. We have some people where the God has opened the door but because it's not the door that of our expectation or the route that we desire to take we are um, we are delayed or we're not moving what would you say to that um, dynamic woman of God so as you were talking I was I was just hearing God says there's no growth uh, in comfort, like you, you're not growing in an area where you're comfortable because after a while you can just do it with your eyes closed. So you're really not growing at all. And so when when God opens a door, um, we always, often I won't say always, but oftentimes you will hear people quote Scripture Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Um, you know, I know the plans I have for you. And so if we're going to situate ourselves as believers and followers and doers of the word, you have to believe that, like you said, God is above. He knows differently than we do. And so 
if you're that person and you've been praying to God for a door and then God answers and provides a way of escape, he provides an opportunity, then that's not the time to look at the door and say, uh, that's okay, I don't want to walk through that door, you know, uh, because everything that we do is a faith walk. And because God is our Heavenly Father, meaning that he's going to do what is best for us, he knows when it's time for us to stretch and grow. So like a child who's learning to ride a bicycle, okay, you put the training wheels on for balance and stability. But after a while, I mean, you don't want to be that child, you know, who is forever riding a 10 bike with training wheels. Like, it just doesn't look, doesn't feel good, it doesn't work. You understand? It makes really no good sense. And that's the way it is. As we are developing, growing, and moving up, God says, listen, I have to take the training wheels off. I'm going to get you on the right course. I have confidence in you that you can take this apparatus and you can go ahead and you can do things that you've never done before. A tricycle and a 10-speed bike, they just have, uh, the modality is the same because it's wheels, but the acceleration is different. The the cautiousness is different. The confidence is different. And so what God begins to tell us is this, like, if I create a door for you, I'm already there because I am the door. I'm already on the other side of it because I made the door. And I think we have to just be willing to submit our will to his will, our plan for his plan. Because really, we are in ashes until we see the beauty of what God is doing for us. And like you, I mean, there are times when you have when you have the blessing of a good leader who will say to you, "I agree. I, I believe this wholeheartedly. So go forth, daughter, prosper and do well, make much fruit for the kingdom of God." Then you know you have somebody right who who really is not a hindrance to you, who's not trying to block you. And and I had a, a father ministry that way. Like, listen. This is what you need. This is the opportunity. This is what God ordained you to do. So go ahead and do it and be fruitful as you go forward. But we understand that's not everybody's circumstance and situation, but it's also not your crutch or your excuse. And if a person is not open to you, again, look at David. David just served until he got his door. And so many times you you are learning what to do and not to do. Sometimes when you're not under good leadership, whether it's a senior pastor or a ministry leader or however that works where, you, where you're located, you have to learn how to use every opportunity to grow yourself. See, sometimes we want to get out of bad leadership so quickly, but what it teaches is what not to do. See, sometimes there are lessons while you're planted that you need to learn. I don't want to be that kind of leader. I don't want to do it this way. And so God will show you the contrast. So when he opens the door, you have a reference point. You have a place of recall. Like, I, I never want to be this kind of leader. I never want to do this to the people who God sends to me, you know, to be my help. So it is a great learning opportunity on both sides, right? And so I think that when you have a gift, God recognizes the gift, you matured in that area of giftedness, and God says you are ready to go forward, then by all means, with fear, trembling, sweaty palms, sweating forehead, whatever it is, you don't understand it, you don't see it fully, but still start going forward because I promise you, the moment you get in agreement with God and say yes to him, you take the first step of faith, God is already at the finish line. But if you never take the leap of faith, you will always be in the I wonder. I wonder what would have happened if. 
I had heard the voice of God and obeyed it. So that that's really what what I would say. But there is no no growth in in comfort. You, I mean, there's you know how it is. You get in your good snuggly position in your bed. You ain't going nowhere. You will veg out in that bed watching television because you're comfortable. But the moment you make a decision, like, wait a minute, there's something more out here for me. Let me go out here and see what God has for me. And God begins to show you, guess what? You feel better about yourself because you are growing. And God says anything that's not what bearing fruit, he's casting it off. So God has to prune us. And sometimes we don't understand that process. But he knows what he wants from us. And if we're really submitted to his will and our lives are submitted to him, then we realize that everything God permits to happen in our lives is going to make us better. So why procrastinate? Why hold back? Why resist moving forward when you already know that he's before you and he's not going to let you fail? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, just absolutely powerful. We're definitely having a powerful conversation in the church on tonight on um, how to um, overcome discouragement. You know, I'm so reminded about the book of Ezra, even as the woman was going forth in, in the first segment. And um, as she ran down, um, everything that was, was taking place. Um, as she ran down everything about how to overcome discouragement, what it looks like, and things of that nature. Um, you know, my mind, amen, glory to God, I was right there in the book of Ezra, and she went through everything that they went through or the different things that um, came up against them as they went forward in doing the work that God had called for for them to do to rebuild the temple. Um, people of God, um, was very important and one of the things that we have to understand is that when God has called us to um, a thing whatever he's called us to and we've all been called um, to do a great work amen um, for the kingdom of God um, a, a great mighty powerful work it does not come without adversity adversity is going to always show up on the scene opposition is going to be there and like i said i was reminded about ezra and you know in the book of ezra when they went to go and build right um for um the temple of of god to rebuild the temple of god they came against um adversity i mean the counterfeit showed up and um, mm -hmm. they wanted to help build and it really wasn't there to help build but they was able to discern, amen, um, um, the counterfeit because they went back and they really evaluated, you, you know what, what, what did God say? And so when they, when they couldn't come and distract them, right, um, mm -hmm. from, from building by, um, by coming and joining them and, and working against them that way, the word tells us, look, they begin to hire people. Mm -hmm. To discourage the people, mm -hmm. to cause frustration mm -hmm. in their lives, they they begin to, and, and, and so they begin to build um, and, and set up things to cause the people to fear, so that they mm -hmm. would not complete what it is that God had told them, and so you know, um, accusations showed up. 
and um, mm-hmm. as as well. And so through through accusation, and they brought up their past, and you know, um, the adversary just was doing so many different things to hinder them from advancing. And so, you know, they went to the king and, you know, wrote letters and, and things of that nature about their past and say, you know, go look them up, go search them out and you'll find that, you know, these have been a rebellious people and, you know, and they just, they brought up this whole um, argument, amen, um, about Israel, about um, God's people, you know, to the king that, you know, that they're trying to, 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 to rebel against you and if they are if if the temple is built they're not going to be able they won't pay into the royal treasury and you know and just all these things and so that leader as the as he looked in their past and she was talking about the past and i was like man she gonna just ran down the whole israel amen pray to god um look through their past and, and things of that nature he put out a decree Amen. Um, they became mm-hmm. so discouraged. They became, um, amen, um, so oppressed in a place um, that they stopped building. They stopped building and, and doing um, mm-hmm. what it is that God has called for for them to do. And so when we come back from break, we're going to pick up right there. Amen. Um, okay. All right. Again, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to be... We're going to take a quick break. Amen. I'm in the name of Jesus. Glory God, I do want to thank you guys for sharing this broadcast on your um, social media platforms and connecting those with what God is releasing in the church on tonight for his people around the world, um, throughout the nations. Also, when we come back, we'll do the top five countries um, countdown as well. Shout out. I'm sorry. Um, as well, amen, um, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. I want to just encourage you that the word of God will not fail, amen, in Jesus' name, glory to God. Come on, put your hands together. Have a little church. Yeah. 
Forms. Amen. Whatever he promised, he performing. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We ain't going to have to force it. Amen. He will definitely make the way. Amen. He will not fail. You know, I, I, I'm just reminded of Israel, even as they was coming up out of Egypt. 
and they had the opposition and um, kingdoms was coming up against them and only thing they, they just passed them by they just wanted to pass by to get to the destination of promise from the Lord you know many of us are just passing by we pass we look I, I just want to get to my destination hey amen I, I want to get to my destination with uh with, without opposition without the persecution without amen um the disappointment and um the discouragement and without the abuse and um you know and so many other things i just i'm just trying to get to a destination but you know as we walk down this path amen um uh, the enemy would just throw out whatever he um, can to oppose us to keep us from moving forward in the word of god and even as israel was leaving out of um egypt on their way to the promised land and um, king og and and them came up against them and god just wiped out their adversary um amen um glory to god and so it doesn't matter what enemy may arise on your scene arise up um before you if you just believe in god and continue to hold firm to the word of god and allow god to order your steps according to his word you know the plan that he has for you right Amen. Um, glory to God. He will take care of any enemy that opposed you on the journey. Amen. Um, we can't um, come into a place where the enemy shows up on the scene and um, we we be like uh, the Israel army where we've been tormented. You know, they were tormented for forty days. Amen. By Goliath. Amen. Um, Glory to God. And as they was tormented, it held back Israel's victory until David came on the scene. And when David came on the scene, because David knew who he was, God, David knew who he was, and he knew who he was in God. And he knew who God was, and he was just like, oh, I'm going to defeat this uncircumcised Philistine. I'm coming in the name of the Lord. And he advanced and he took, amen, what God had placed in him. Amen. He took what he had, what he was familiar with. Amen. And he used those tools um, that he had been using as the shepherd. And he was able to advance and defeat this mighty warrior. Amen, and, and brought forth a great victory in Israel on that day. Amen, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. And some of us are facing giants, or some of us are like, um, you know, those in, in the book of, of Ezra, where um, we've, where you have been um, shut down, amen, shut down, and you're in a place where you're, you're, you're not moving because you've been discouraged. Amen. And and I just believe on tonight, just as God sent Hagar and Zachariah, that he sent the woman of God by tonight, amen, um, to re-energize you, to encourage you, to light the flame under you once again, to encourage you to move 
and your things that God has called forth in your life um, orderly, no longer being um, oppressed or depressed or um, from moving in the things that God has called forth in you. And so on tonight, um, woman of God, I just want to kind of um, speak to those who are in a place where they are allowing their past. Because in the book of Israel, when they was in that particular place, their past, and and they know, and they stopped from advancing in the work that God called within their life. Their past, they was in a place where their past, their past, amen, um, kind of defined them and demobilized them from moving in what it is that God has called forth in their life. So we want to speak to somebody, amen, who have been demobilized because their past have come up. And it, it has caused them to be in a place of discouragement because they're getting um, one roadblock and the next and to the next. And um, just want to speak and encourage somebody on tonight to come from that place of demobilization. Because of that. Yeah, so I think one of the first things that is important is to realize that all of us have a past, you know? And so the details of my past, the details of your past and our listeners' past, they don't necessarily have to be the same, but we all have something. Otherwise, why would Jesus need to save us from ourselves? So one of the things that I um, have said to people in the past, nobody can tell my story the way I can tell it. Nobody can tell my story better than I can tell it. So even if you know certain parts of my story, it, it you can't get um, a good rise out of me because I was there. I endured it. So what I try to encourage people to do is use the past as building blocks for your future. Like, my past owes me, right? And so my past has to be accountable to my present and to my future. And what do I mean by that? What I'm saying is that if I have had domestic violence in my past, for example, then I'm going to utilize that experience and that encounter to get myself healed, and then I go out and I empower other people so they realize that you don't have to stay in a such place despite what went on with you. If you're listening tonight and you have a past where perhaps your family had some, quote, dysfunction and everything wasn't a simple spoon for you, but God is still with you and he's still making ways of escape, then use that path to build a block for your present and your future. Write a story. Start a blog. Go ahead and get on Facebook Live once you have gotten healed, because that's very important, right? But use your past to help you in your future. And the thing that the enemy wants you to do is to harp on what you don't have, to harp on what you missed out on, and not recognize that even when I was in lack and even when things were not going the way I wanted them to go, guess what? God was still carrying me. Some of the greatest stories come from places of opposition, come from places of your past. One of the examples that we just saw this week was Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods came back from the bottom, and now he's at the top again. How? Because he realized that all of my indiscretions, all of my surgeries, my back pain, I was like the Midas touch. Everybody wanted Tiger Woods until. So his past got in the way. But guess what? He never lost sight of the fact that I'm built for this. He never lost sight of the fact that 
I can dream again. He never lost sight of the fact that all things are still possible. Now, if you are a believer and your path keeps coming up, maybe that's a signal that, one, you need to deal with it, two, you need to get healed from it, and three, you need to learn how to profit from it. And we don't talk about that either. Sometimes the profit is not always financial, but it is getting your confidence. Remember, we're talking about discouragement. Discouragement is defined as a loss of confidence, a loss of enthusiasm. So if your path keeps coming up, people keep throwing it at the rock at you, guess what? Put your mitt on. Put your glove on and catch it and start building stones. You were talking about the scripture, and when you were speaking, I thought about Nehemiah. Nehemiah, come on, he had a path. He wasn't really qualified. But guess what? When he got into that torn-down place, and he heard the discouragement. He heard them talking about him really before he even got started building. He said in prayer, God, they are saying what we cannot do. So I'm praying that it doesn't happen for them. Sometimes you got to pray prayers like the old ancient saints, amen, that sometimes in order to get stuff off of you, you got to come boldly to the throne of grace, having confidence in your God that even if they slay me, I'm still going to rise because God is with me. And I get passionate in this area because I think the enemy believes that our past is the only thing that we can talk about. And if we're going to talk about it, guess what? I'm going to talk about it in a way that empowers it, it, it uplifts, it brings forth unity, it helps somebody else get free. So if you have a past right now, I don't care if it's childhood, uh, pregnancy, I don't care if it's abortion, I don't care if it was uh, death, I don't uh, cyber crimes, I don't care if your past was domestic violence, I don't care what your past has been. God says you can live again. God says that he can make all things new. God says that he knows how to use your past, come on, as leverage for your future. And so many times we just let discouragement, the loss of confidence, the loss of enthusiasm take the better of us. And God says, no, you're better than that. If they throw it in your past, then guess what? You give them a testimony. I used to be that. I used to be a drug addict. I used to be a prostitute. I used to turn tricks. I used to lie. I used to go to church on Sunday and wild out the rest of the week. I used to, you understand, steal from the job. I used to do all these things that you say, and now what? See, sometimes you have to disarm the enemy by admitting, you're right. You're right. You're right. That did happen, but look at my God. Look what my God did for me. Look how God turned me around. Look how God gave me a second, third, fourth, and tenth chance. Look how God delivered me from the hand of the enemy because he wanted to kill me. He wanted to destroy me. And if you are in discouragement right now, the enemy wants your mind. He wants that playground of your mind. He wants to make you feel like there are no possibilities. But with God, all things are possible to the one that believes. So get yourself a journal. Start writing down the possibilities that you see in yourself. Write down prayers that the people pray because God will hear and answer prayer. You have the power in you to take everything from your past and just get your faith with my faith that my past, every hurt, every disappointment, every discouragement, all of it, the sum total of it owes me something, and I'm going to get what is due me and my past is really helping leverage me for my future. Amen. I absolutely love that. Amen. God, you know, she, <laughs> really, you know, uh, she in my language. She's speaking my language. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. She said, uh, "Profit." Amen. You, you, you are the profit from your past. You know, Joseph told his brothers. He said, um, when when he unveiled himself to them, he said, 
You didn't send me here. Um, but God did. So that um, lives can be saved. Amen. Um, glory to God. He said, matter of fact, he sent me. He told him, he sent me before you so that your life can be saved. So that your um, family can be saved. And so that your livestock can be saved. Amen. Um, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. And and she talked about, she said, you know, use your past as 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 building blocks. I think it King Asa, amen, in, in, in the book of Kings. You know, the enemy came in and um tried to barricade him in and begin to um build around him, begin to take bricks and other stuff to build around him to block him in so no one could come in or out of his kingdom. And one of the things I love about King Asa, what he did was uh, when 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 the setup came and his adversary had to go back and see about um, his own kingdom because it was under attack. The King Asa, he took the material. He The word tells us that he took the rocks, he took the material and everything that um, his adversary was coming to barricade him in um, with. He took it and he used it to build up his kingdom. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. He 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 took it and to to build up his kingdom. And she said that, you know, amen, glory to God. Uh, the things that we have acquired in the past, amen. You you should you, you profit from your past, profit from your pain. Amen. Because at the end of the day, everything that we have encountered Amen. They have been equipping tools. They've been developmental tools. Amen. To to be positioned in what it is that God has called for um in our lives. I tell you guys, you know, all the time, you know, you've been conditioned for the position. And in the conditioning, the conditioning portion is the things that you went through, the things that you been through you know when he said that to me in prayer he was like look you would have never ever ever been able to um reach those that you need to reach had i not sent you it had you not had to go through what it is that you went through had you not been born in the type of family that you was have you not encountered the things that you can you wouldn't have have the heart you wouldn't even consider those people whatsoever so you had to be conditioned for the position so that you can serve them effectively amen um glory to god thank you jesus hallelujah and so you have to um amen she said you have to deal with it heal from it um as well and and i begin if as if we begin to ask god god let me see you let me see you in there what was my life lesson what was the tools or the skill sets that you was building in me or that you placed on the inside of me um amen doing that event or doing that um that occurrence in in my life amen um glory to god what is it and yeah, you know, amen, glory to God, y'all just flip back over a, a couple of chapters in Ezra, Ezra 1, and we know we have, even coming out of um, Exodus, amen, um, as well, where the things that held, the, those that held them in bondage, the Egyptians that held them in bondage, the 
um, 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 those in Persia that held them in bondage, they paid tribute to them. The things that, those that held them in captivity. And so the same things, those things that have held us in captivity, have held us in bondage from moving in purpose, from moving in our destiny and things of that nature. Amen. Um, glory to God. We ought to, I love it. She said that, that, that was just leveraging. Those are things that God has placed in you to leverage you in, into purpose, into power. Amen. In, in into, um, prosperity. Amen. For your very life. And amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so you have to, um, amen. Just allow God, allow God to show you. Amen. Um, um, glory to God. Um, what it is that he was doing, what was the, the molding, what is the, the shaping of those things in your life so that you can begin to move amen um in purpose and no longer um hidden in pain that amen glory to god it, it it wasn't what happened in your life was just it was definitely not by accident amen she said you learn she was talking earlier and she said you know we have to use those opportunities as growth developmental um moments in our lives to teach you on what type of leader to be and what type of leader not to be amen um glory to god and so just take in all of that that god um is doing or um in, in your life uh has done in your life amen um glory to god so that it can propel you higher into your destiny into your destiny so that you can advance it it is a time of um advancement um people of god and so um sometimes god will lead god will even leave you in a place amen just so he can bless you it's, it's not so that you can so that you can be broken there but god want to bless you god want to show you some things amen um about you about you so that you can grow and mature in the very word that he's called forth in in your life amen um in the name of and he know what it is that we have to go through he know exactly what it is that we have to go to so that we can be equipped amen um glory to god and so through each of those occurrences we encountered god we encountered god power we encountered god protection amen um we um encountered um god's amen place of permission because you know other people unfortunately may have not made it out some people died right in those places but for such a time as this god want us to amen um trust in him believe in him put our faith in him and give it to him so that he can in turn show us give him that place of discouragement the pain amen i'm going to get even the things that hunt us from our past so that he could amen um show us show us how it is to be used to so that we can advance further in the calling and in the work that he's called forth in our lives and when we begin to um grab hold to that 
then we can begin to um, to move in it and through the advancement of it, then things begin to be fruitful. She used the word, um, she talked about, um, you know, being fruitful or things will begin to multiply in our life. We call to be fruitful and multiply, but until we use what it is that God has equipped us with and we're equipped through, we, we have hand on training, amen, um, experiences, um, with the Lord. And so once we utilize and use those things, amen, um, it causes us to grow, amen, the cultivation of those things, it causes it to grow and mature in, in the vastness or the, the greater in which God has called forth in our lives. And so we, we all have a past, amen, um, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. But our past, amen, it, 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 it develops us, amen, to, who it is and what it is that God has called for for us to be um, in our lives. And so we're going to begin to discover that, yes, 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 I, I, I was that. I did do that. Um, amen. Glory to God. But now, amen, um, I know how to utilize those those things, amen, um, in my past to propel me. Like for me, oh, God, my mouth was just horrible. Amen. Um, and, and, and I wasn't foul. I didn't have foul, a whole lot. I didn't have a whole lot of foul languages and things of that nature, but I knew how to use my words. I, I knew how to use words and words that will break you, um, cut you long, deep, wide and continuously. And, you know, even when I came over to the body of Christ at first, I, cause I knew, um, the depth of my word and um and the in the damage that they caused in the life of other people i i, I was I, it was i didn't say a whole lot i amen i was like i just need to keep my mouth shut um so that um i will not hurt anyone with my words with my words i, I need for my words to be fruitful but amen um glory to god but he gave me the the power of speech Amen. Um, to tear down, but not to tear down people, right? To tear down the camp of the enemy. So I had to learn the difference. Amen. Um, but that came with him, me allowing him to come in and me allowing him to do a great work on the inside of me so that I can be utilized effectively in that place. She, she spoke about, she said, look, you know, go and teach or get on a Facebook live and stuff. And I tell people all the time, look, you cannot look, you cannot preach, teach or write. Amen. Um, and it be effective if you're not healed from it. And so had to go through the hit some things to God to heal me so that I wouldn't be like those, you know, she talked about hurt people, hurt people. Right. And so, um, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So I had to come from that place of, of pain so that I can come into a place of purpose and, and God, and, and, and in so many other areas in my life as well. And God want to do that same thing for you. Um, amen. Um, right now, right now. Right now, amen, um, in the majestic name of Jesus. You just have to be open to what it is that God is saying um, in your life and for your life so that you can begin to prosper from your past, amen. Your past has just been a divine setup, 
amen, for the place, the destination of greatness that God is propelling you, that God is sending you to, amen, in the name of Jesus. And my prayer is that he open up your eyes that you may see, amen. Open up your eyes that you may see, amen, um, the setup that he has um, for you as he's getting ready to, um, to push you, amen, into purpose, push you. Um, into your destiny, amen, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. Um, dynamic woman of God, pastor, amen. Um, I want you to, it is so much to talk about. She released, I mean, a lot of things we didn't get to talk about, some things I wanted to, but amen, um, some other things I wanted to engage in too, amen, um, as well. And so we're going to, I'm going to try to do two things real quickly, um, amen, uh, on tonight. Number one, I want her to go ahead and give us her, um, go ahead and give us your information, Dynamic Woman of God, so that people can connect with you um, and, and the work that God has called forth in your life. So if you can go ahead and do that, that will be greatly appreciated. Sure. So you can uh, reach out to me, like, on Instagram and Facebook at She Is Powerful. On Instagram, she's probably incorporated on Facebook. Uh, you can reach me on my personal page at Hope Sutton um, on Facebook. And uh, you can reach us through our website at www.sheispowerful.com. Awesome, awesome. This is a, a absolutely powerhouse in the kingdom of God to connect with and, and what it is that God is doing um, in her in her ministry. And so, um, dynamic woman of God, just quickly, um, amen, I, I wrote down this, this word, wounded in ministry, right? Wow. Um, wounded in ministry. And so if you can just kind of, just address that a, a, a little bit and even from the standpoint when you when you mentioned it earlier when you was talking and I began to think about how um the birthing of Ishmael right and um the birthing of Ishmael and how sometimes we will birth in we will birth um through our wound right through the wounds that we have acquired in life and those wounds become contamin part of contamination and what God has called forth in us. And so those that connect with us, because um, we are operating from a place of our wound, we end up wounding them. And so if we can just speak just briefly to um, to that place in that space, amen, on, you know, someone may have birthed in their womb, but how to, how to, take the time to come to, to take a step back and allow um, that you to become to allow God to heal you from that wounded place so that you would no longer contaminate or sabotage um, your purpose yeah so I think one of the things that um, we need to be mindful of is that we're human we're in flesh and so a lot of times we do get wounded physically we can get wounded spiritually. Um, you talked about the words that we speak oftentimes can be more damaging than like physical wounds. Um, but that is up to you, really. Um, 
on your own deliverance, right? Um, you have to participate in your own rescue. You have to be willing to admit that, yeah, something is wrong. A lot of times, you know, just like in our physical bodies, first it becomes like a very hard hit. You may stub your toe or hit that place on that elbow that really, really hurts, right? Um, and then you realize it's still blue. Um, then you realize that the pain is intensified. Uh, then you realize that now that toe perhaps is turning black, right, because there's dried blood in it and there's infection. And so a lot of times, rather than us realizing that uh, there is a wound, there there is something uh, that is going on that is not causing us to move forward uh, in God's acceleration, we need to attend to that wound. And so you understand if you don't attend to that, that one toe, guess what, you have a possibility of the rest of the toes becoming infected. If you don't take care of the rest of those toes, guess what, now it's a whole foot that may need to be amputated because you did not take care of that one area. And so when you are wounded in ministry, it's imperative. It's like a God-ordained uh, uh, mandate that, that you attend to that wound, you attend to that hurt, you attend to that place of brokenness because what happens inevitably is that if you don't take care of that wound and you are trying to minister, it's going to recur. You're going to have the pain because generally you're going to see those people who hurt you you're going to see the people that you let um, take advantage of you. You're going to see other people get and you know their story. They're not as, uh, you know, holy, gifted, or anointed sometimes, amen. Um, and so you have these kinds of wounds in you, upon you, you have to make sure that you go to the great position. You have to go to God and say, listen, God, this thing hurts. It bothers me, and I think truth-telling has to be a part of our DNA. Telling the truth to your God, to our God, is imperative to get healed in the wounded place because there's no way that you go to a medical doctor with a toothache and deny you have pain and we see your jaw is extended. We see the, the, the result of infection, right? You have swelling. So why would you tell the doctor, uh, I'm just here, um, but nothing's wrong, right? That's not truth-telling. So a lot of times in ministry we have these wounds and we need to tell the chief physician, listen, this hurt me. They hurt me. Their words hurt me. They cut me down. I feel isolated. It, it, it injured my spirit and my soul. I don't know how to uh, get this thing remedied without your help. And God is so very present, so generous, so kind, so loving that he situates himself Amen. In our lives to be a help to us. He sends the Holy Spirit to help us. He sends other people who are healthy and whole to help us. But when you are wounded and you will not tell the truth about that wound, you keep faking it, trying to make it. You are setting yourself up for ultimate failure. You are delaying your launch is like every wound, right? It pulls you back like a rubber band. Everything, it just keep keep building, keep building. And then at some point, you're just going to release. And, and it's going to have a detrimental impact on those who receive what you have to offer. And so I, I encourage every minister, every person who called to God, every chosen individual, whatever your language is, get you a therapist. See somebody. Make certain that you are taking care of yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally. <clears throat> Engage in activities that are going to help you see yourself in a more uh, improved state. Take walks, journal, 
do things that are going to really help you get to that root cause. Because if you don't cut certain things off, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to cause an infection. They're going to continue to grow. As a maturing uh, Christian, maturing believer, you are responsible. You are responsible for yourself. And the best, best advice I can say is acknowledge your truth that you are in pain. Make certain that you are talking to people who have a clear understanding of how to help you overcome pain. Because when you are in pain, you don't need people just talking about, I remember when that happened to me. No, tell me who helped get you out of that pain. I need a referral. I need somebody clinically who can help me. And there's no shame and embarrassment with that. And then once you get into that place and you start doing the hard work of, of figuring out, listen, where did I go wrong? See, I'm that, I'm that kind of coach who says, how did this happen to you? Because at some point we give people permission to treat us the wrong way. At some point we submit to having people to um, do things and say things to us that otherwise we would not tolerate. And so even when it comes to the church, you have to have clear boundaries. You need to know, like, how far can these people go with me? How far am I going to permit them to go with me? And if they go has that boundary, then, listen, we have some some conversations that need to happen. And that's not being disrespectful. It's being more respectful of yourself, right, so that you don't keep coming away as a casualty in ministry. Because there are people who are toxic. They have landmines created to help you fail. And so when you begin to identify those targets and those individuals, you have a decision to make. And that's one of the things that I want to conclude with if you are wounded in ministry, you have a decision to make. I think Steve Harvey, I was watching one of his old videos, and, and this woman was saying she had 12 years invested in a relationship. She doesn't like the relationship. She wants out of the relationship, but she's put 12 years in it. And Mr. Steve Harvey said, well, here's the, the thing. You have to make a decision. You had 12 years, and it was not good, so you just want to stay there because you put 12 years in it, Right. You want another 12 years, right, of misery? So at some point, even with ministry, the church life and all of that, we have to make a decision. We have to be accountable to ourselves and say, do I want another year of somebody injuring my spirit? Do I want another month of somebody being so malicious toward me? And the moment you make a decision for yourself, I believe all of heaven and earth gets an agreement with you making that sound decision. So sometimes the wounds that we have in ministry are because we don't advocate for ourselves, we don't know how to stand up for ourselves in a loving way, and we don't create the necessary boundaries no matter who the person or persons are. You have a right as a person to say that's too much, you've gone too far, you push that button too many times, so now I'm making a decision that I can't do ministry with you, I can't do business with you, I can't do life with you because you are causing me too many wounds. And then on the other side, we have to be careful as leaders that we don't cause the injury because sometimes we get inflated with what people say about us. Oh, you're a great preacher. You're a great teacher. You're doing so great in the kingdom. And sometimes we can get inflated, and then we expect people 
to really start doing things for us that really they shouldn't do. But because we have a leverage, we have a level of influence, right, and if we believe too much of our own press, guess what? We have the potential to become a person who can wound, and we have to be on our guard as well. So I'm just saying tonight for any person who is wounded, whether it's because we didn't create the necessary boundaries or we were a person who caused the injury, that we really need to find comfort and solace in God and God's word. And we also need accountability partners. We also need therapists. We also need um, to talk to God about helping us to get over some of these things. And I don't think the church talks enough about the clinical side of of help for ministry. I just don't think we talk enough about that area. Amen. You're absolutely right, woman of God. And we need to bring more of that conversation um, to the forefront um, so that um, people can be healed, people can set, be set free, people can get deliverance um, from what it is that they have acquired um, in life. Um, and, let me say, and let me say this one thing, too, if I can. I'm sorry to interrupt. But I, and I want to say this, too, that the reason why I push making sure you have a counselor, a licensed therapist, or somebody with a trained credential, right, is because it's difficult sometimes to get healed from the place where you've been hurt. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. sometimes we we stay in the church setting so long looking for that healing from the same place where we are living the hurt. And sometimes you just have to have courage to go outside of those boundaries because prayer is everything. But like they say, you can pray and have a therapist. And it's hard sometimes to admit that. It's hard to get your healing from a place where you've been hurt. So thank you for letting me add that. Amen. Bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you, um, dynamic woman of God. If if there was not a need for therapists, amen, um, or God, God would have not placed them in the earth. And that, that would have not been a position that God sanctioned. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And there are many um, Christian therapists um, as well that can definitely help get us um help um get us from our pain points to help us overcome those pain points or challenges um in our lives so that we can get in the position that God has called forth in us. Amen. In the majestic name of Jesus. Um glory to God. We've been having some powerful conversation on tonight with none other than um Pastor Hope Sutton, the founder of She is powerful incorporation my god what a time what a time um in the church amen i want to make sure that i do not forget um our top five countries on tonight i want to make sure i give you your shout out um as as promised um number and i'm going to say it in the order in which they are we have france in the church with us in um the united kingdom germany the united states and Ireland, we bless each and every last one of you guys um, for joining us in the church. That's our top five. Uh, we thank the rest of you guys for being here with us as well on tonight. Um, we, we love the support and everything that you bring um, in the church. This this broadcast could not be possible um, if it was not for you, if it was not for you and what it is that you pour and what you bring um, when you come in and listen from all around 
the world. As you come in and listen, then the Holy Spirit, amen, he began to release according to um, who need, who's here and what it is that they need to hear. Amen. Um, in the majestic name of Jesus, my God, um, it has surely been a powerful time here in the church on tonight. We want to thank you for joining us in the church on tonight. As we have had a phenomenal time, we look forward to greeting you in the church next week. But until then, let us connect on our social media platforms. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at In the Church. Also on Twitter at In the Church Live. We look forward to continuing our conversation with you. You can also go to our website at www.inthechurch.com to re-listen to this program in addition to email your thoughts, your comments, and any show topic requests. So we look forward to connecting with you, dynamic people of God. As always, let us continue to follow the word of truth so that we will be set free. Until next time, people of God, we look forward, amen, to meeting you in the church. Let us go in the love, joy, peace, favor, and the anointing of our most holy Savior, who is none other than Jesus Christ. And it is in his most holy and majestic name that we have convened in the church. Amen, amen, and amen. And amen.